0: Join us, today's daf is daf Dalid in the Halig of Meseches Ktubis, page 4 of Meseches Ktubis, and we are going to go back to the bottom of Gimel Bays, four lines from the bottom we're going to pick up from V.E. Bayis Ema, or if you want you could say let's, uh, let's wrap our heads back around our topic. Our Mishnah had told us a Basula, a virgin, should get married on Wednesday. We said there was a time Of uh, There was a time of danger And at the time of danger They would move the Wednesday wedding to Tuesday And we discussed what that danger is It was a danger for the benos Yisrael The daughters of Yisrael And then we said if there's an ones If there's unforeseen circumstances You can even do it on Monday Okay Now what we're explaining here is What is the ones What's the situation of unforeseen circumstances That will say to a Fellow who's marrying a basula, the proper day for you to get married is a Monday, as opposed to the Tuesday or Wednesday scenario. So let's get into this. V Another possible approach. Another possible answer is my What does it mean on Monday? You'd get married because of ones, because of an accident, because we weren't in um, if a person's bread is already baked for their meal. Now what are we talking about? A wedding. So you have a couple set to get married. And the Gemara here is letting us know whose responsibility is it to take care of the wedding planning. It is the groom's responsibility to make sure that his wife and bride has a respectable wedding. So here's what's happening. The bread is already baked. And the animals are shechted. The meat is being prepared and kashered. Everything's ready to go. And the wine has been diluted. Right back then they had this wine concentrate that they would dilute in order to make it ready to drink. The Gemara here is setting the scenario, we got our meal ready. Now, we'll see soon why this is important that the meal is ready. Now, what happens, unfortunately? You hear? We're, it's, it's, a, it's a regular day, whatever day you want to call it. The wedding's supposed to be that night. And listen to what happens. Umes aviv shalchasin The father of the groom, or the mother of the bride, dies. So now we have in front of us a couple of of halachic um, situations that need to be dealt with. Number one is, it's a mitzvah to get married. Number one is mitzvah to get married. Number two is, the laws of mourning. There's specific laws of mourning that come into play when any immediate relative, now who's an immediate relative? So you go up a generation, two parents, You go side your own generation, brother, sister, and down a generation, son, daughter. Those are six. And then a spouse, okay? Husband or wife. So that's going to be the seven immediate relatives. A person's obligated to sit Shiva, and you have the laws of mourning. So now you've got a wedding, and you have the laws of mourning. Now keep in mind, you know, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately, I don't even know which word is appropriate. This is all Part of life. Now, generally, these things don't overlap uh, too much, but sometimes you can, you can go from a funeral to a bris, right? You can go from, from mikatze al kutze, from one extreme to the next. See, here's what happened. You have a whole wedding prepared. The father of the groom and the mother of the bride. We'll see if it's literal to the father of the groom and mother of the bride. They pass away. So, what do we do? Listen to this. Machnissen Usually, we do not push off burial, it's disrespectful. To the one who passed away to push off burial And it's also detrimental to them As we say when, when the body goes back to its original place In the ground That's when the soul goes back to its original place Up in Shammayim Up in heaven Okay So usually we don't push off a burial But here we will Because once you start the laws of mourning Which is after burial They're not going to be allowed to get married So we, we have the, the corpse The body And we make sure it's in a separate room Now for us in our day and age it's a lot easier to do this. You'll probably have a morgue and a wedding hall. But back then, right, everything, the, the, everything was, uh, was pretty much together. They would, bring the, they would have the corpse in a different room. And the chassan and kala get married. So you push off the burial. You go, you, you have the bride and groom get married. Now we turn to today's daf, here we go. That evening they have, they consummate their marriage. They have their act of intercourse. And then we takes on, then they separate as the laws of Shiva demand. During the seven days where a person's in a state of mourning, there's um, uh, sexual relations are forbidden between spouses. Again, if one of the spouses is sitting Shiva for one of these seven immediate relatives. So again, we put the body in one room, the chasen and ka, the bride and groom get married, they consummate the marriage that night, and then they separate. shiva Now this is incredible. Shiva does not start though. First, they have seven days of Sheva And then there's, a, there's seven days of Avelas. So you're going to have 14 days, seven of, of Sheva where a, a husband's responsible to give that to his wife, to start out the marriage in such a fashion. And then we have seven days of the morning. Now this is not literal, as Rashi explains, but it just means they're not allowed to be miachid. Okay. Is that also true so if the Koor takes place, let's say third day of Pesach, Then, you don't know, start sitting Shabbat till afterwards? Yeah. So husband and wife can't be together Could, during. But the that's Aynin, Aynin Lachare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's after I Ayninus mean, because. The, the oh yeah, yeah. In achanami, I mean, that would be true. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and since it's within thirty days of marriage. So the law, general laws of Shleishim do not kick in where, where a woman, you know, uh, takes off her jewelry. Rather, since they're just married, a woman's still allowed to adorn herself. The davka of av shalchas Shakala, and this is davka specifically if the father of the groom or the mother of the bride passes away, not the other way. It's not referring to when the mother of the groom or the father of the bride pass away. Then we do not uh, we do not demand the um, uh, you know uh, this. Sequence of events Why? inish Because otherwise Nobody else is going to help them out But if it's vice versa If it's the other way Like we said The mother of the groom Or the father of the bride Then we're not going to push off The burial Okay? Now what the Gemari here Is letting us know And we're going to get a little more In depth over here Is as follows The general assumption is And this is what We're going to, we're going to see this As an overview The general assumption is The groom needs the father To help him prepare For the marriage and the bride needs the mother to help her prepare for the marriage, and as we 're going to see now, anything that 's needed for the preparation of a marriage and for the wedding for the wedding feast to go on in a regular fashion we 're going to do immediately. but anything that 's not going to stand in the way of having a proper marriage a proper or we'll call it a proper wedding then we 're not going to be concerned about that, and we'll we 'll still go on with the burial. Of that uh, of that person, yeah, and we actually will push off the wedding. Why? Because the wedding can go on in a week too, It can go on in two weeks as well. The bride will still have her mother if her father passed away. The bride will still have her mother in two weeks to help her walk down the chuppah or to take care of of uh, whatever she needs. And same thing with the groom and his father. And now we're going to continue to qualify these rules. Now, we're, as a classic gemara, right? We're not done. We got more. We got more to kick in over here. So here we go. This is only true if the water has already been poured over the meat. Now what happens once the water has been poured over the meat? It's not sellable. So this is going to be a large financial loss. However, if the meat, even though the, the animal's been slaughtered and you got your meat ready, you got your steaks ready for this wedding, but you can go and sell it now, so that's not called enough of being ready that we're not gonna that uh, we're, that we are not gonna push off the wedding for this. We'll say you know what we actually will say? It's okay. Go sell the meat and push off the wedding. If it's in a large city where there's a lot of consumers, so then even if the water's already been put over the meat, in other words, if you can find purchasers, push off the wedding. As long as it, uh, what, what's the general idea? Let's keep this in mind. If this same wedding could be done in the same fashion at a later date, we're going to obligate that. Amar of Papa Ubakfar in a small town. David. Let's see you're out on the boondocks, and you finally get some kosher meat. It's hard to get by, right? And there's nobody buying this, so then you can go ahead with the wedding anyway. It says the Gemara. The So what's the case? Um, what's going to be a situation? Of revchista, where it depends whether the water has been poured over the meat, because we're saying in a large city, even if you poured water over the meat, you got to sell it. In a small town, you don't need to sell it if the water hasn't been poured over the meat. So when do we say that the water being poured makes a difference? In in between, yeah. In other words, okay, it just depends on your situation. we learned in a Similar to Rav Chista. again, what, what what's Rav Chista's approach? That if you can sell whatever's been prepared and still have the wedding at a later date without taking a large financial loss, you'd be obligated to do that. Well, he sourced from a brysa. What's this brysa? yafuya. You got the bread. Baked and ready to go. The animals are shechted. The wine is prepared. And he pours water on top of me. The father of the groom or the mother of the bride dies. You bring the mason to a room. And then they go into chuppah. They get married. And they have, and they consummate their marriage. And then they have seven days of And And they have seven days of mourning. And all those 14 days. There's no Yichud, V'chei Misha, Pirsah, Ishtenida, Similarly, if a person's wife becomes Anida, this is before Bia, so they, like, for example, you know, under the Chuppah, so she was Pirsah, Anida, she began, uh, she began to menstruate, they didn't yet have the the ability to consummate the marriage, the same halacha applies, where they do not have Yichud, Hu Yashem B'nan Hashem, V'Yishem B'nan Hashem, V'Yim Manin Tachshit, M'Nakal HaSholay Shem Yim, we don't, um, uh, um, re- remove In other words We allow The kala To have The uh, jewelry For 30 days Bankach <speaking Spanish> Bankach <speaking Spanish> Or Bankach <speaking Spanish> <or speaking Spanish> Yeah If you live in Thailand So In in, in either way um yivo <speaking> layba erev Shabbos Lay be'matzei Shabbos Okay I mean, Either way You shouldn't have The first uh, The first relations On Shabbos Why? Because we learned yesterday It could cause a khabura Okay And what about Matzei Shabbos We'll see you soon. We didn't learn yet. We'll see you soon what the issue about the shabbos is. Amar Mar, who yashmi noshim v'yishin ben noshim miyaseile the rav Yechon as approved the rav Yechon on tiamar Yechon anafav pishamru ena beiles b'mayid. Even though we said there's no mourning on a on a yomtiv al dvarim shaltsina naig dvarim shaltsina naig. So if it's personal between husband and wife, you are obligated to to hold on to those laws. However, darash of Yisef Rebbeish of Yisef us makes that expression more specific. He makes Adrashah, Brei the Rav, Mishmay the Rava. Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rava quotes his father, and he says, such a beautiful thing to be able to quote, right, um, from Shimusha, uh, of somebody's home. The, the, the halacha over here is only if they did not have, if they didn't consummate their marriage yet, Abba Baal, but let's say that their initial act of cohabitation Ishta, yishena imai. We're not concerned about yichud. Ask the Gemara But here we're dealing with somebody who already had their Bilas mitzvah. We said they first they do bia and then they're pirish. They only separate after the first bia. And we still said they go into chuppah. They consummate the marriage. We still said that they're not allowed to have yichud. Answer the Gemara: Kika Amar A Nida. That was only talking about the the situation where a woman is a Nida. Okay, meaning that's where we're going to be lenient. Were we lenient um, uh, when they already consummated the marriage? That's by the case of Nida. Okay? I katani of but the uh, Gemara says v'chein the same as Nida is going to apply by avelus, it's going to have the same halacha, and that they're going to have to be, top of they're going to be forbidden to be, of it says the Gemara, this is what we mean to say, okay, fine. So if you didn't consummate the marriage yet, that's when we say, there's an iser of Yichud. I just want to mention one thing, because the Gemara is now shifting to this, um, to this uh, topic of, when you immediately get married and then something uh, changes that doesn't allow the husband and wife to uh, be together intimately. I just want to mention something because this is, you know, it's worthwhile. I think it's it from what we're saying, but it's worthwhile mentioning because this happens, I, I know in my own life, you hear these conversations go on and there's, there's things to take into account. But what does it take to push off a marriage, right? You have a khosan and gala, they're ready going to go and then the mother of the chasen, the mother of the kala, the father of the we say, you know what, under those circumstances, just get married now. Because nobody's going to be able to take care of them later. You don't push it off. right? But otherwise, if you could get married at a later date, okay, so then, why? Because you're not going to have the same quality wedding that's fit. When a person's setting a date for a wedding, I'm talking about in the total world. Setting a date for a wedding, right? What does it take to say, you know what? Let's let's push it off a while. Sometimes you hippie you know, let's push it off three months. What? What? Let's push it off three months. Why? Because one of the sister in laws might be expecting a baby, and she won't fit into the gown that she really wants to wear. So therefore, everybody has to push off the wedding for three months, right? Until she can have the baby and lose the, you know, uh, and lose the bump. So they get, like, the Gemara here is letting us know if there's a mitzvah to do and the wedding's going to be the same wedding, that's not, you go ahead with the mitzvah over here. You go ahead with the mitzvah. You got to, now there's times where if the wedding won't be the same, if it's not going to be the same wedding and the kala needs her mother and the mother will be there and their circumstances maybe yeah, may, but it's not a simple thing. You need guidance. You need dastari. You need to look through a Gemara like this and say, you know, there's a mitzvah to do. What does it take to push off? What is it that's appropriate enough to, uh, to, to push off the performance of a mitzvah? Okay. Says the Gemara like this. Lemembra. All right? You love the place. Back inside. Says the Gemara... We are on the third line, second word, on Daladama base. member, do you mean to say k'il-a that Avelus is going to be more lenient than Nida? Because we just said like this we said that if a chasin and kala, a chasin or kala, a bride or a groom, are in Avelus, okay, we do not allow them to be together, even if they already had one act of bia. However, if she's a Nida, we do allow them to be together. Meaning, we're more lenient when they're in a state of mourning than we are. Um, I'm sorry, just the opposite. We're more lenient on them as far as need is concerned than it is as far as mourning. And says the Gemara, Why? Do you mean to say that Avilas is, is lighter than Nida? Any any work that a woman does for a husband, Nida also does for husband. Except for preparing the wine, this is getting into the laws of Harachos, okay, of distances that are imposed in order to. Ensure that there's no Avera done. And if you, go, if you learn through these halachas, it's crucial to know. And I, when I, I learn with Hassanim, it's what I point out is, you know, these halachas come from our manufacturer, the laws of archakos. Come from the Rabbani Shalom, right? And, and, uh, and his chachamim, and his sages. Any, anything that's harchakos in the times of Nida, it's crucial to know to do those things when not Nida. Because we're being taught... That this is what naturally leads to feelings of closeness. So you're obligated to do that. If, in general, let's say, passing something, sitting together on a bench, a whatever it is. So if it's going to lead to feeling of closeness, make sure to do that. When, when we're in a state where it's permitted to do that. Okay? So in a state of Nida, we're the same best friends, we're the same everything. But there's, there's a few restrictions. For example, what is it? She doesn't uh, whine. Okay. There's no passing of wine samita, And also uh, making the bed Now making the bed Does not mean making the bed The way we make the bed in the United States of America We make a bed for regular housekeeping When this is brought down in Shulchan to What does it mean to make a bed So back then uh, What spouses would do for each other Is before going to bed at night They would kind of fluff up the pillows And make the bed prepared In, in a, a form of intimacy Of Letting their their spouse know that they're excited to be together with them. That's what it's referring to over here. But regular housekeeping, uh, just straightening up the pillows and blankets, uh, things like that, is permitted. Washing the face, hands, and feet. But we learned by Avelis, even though we learned that a person is not permitted to kind of pressure his wife to do these things, to put on uh, any sort of makeup. The truth is, they said, we're more lenient on Avelus than we are on Nido. On Nido, we don't allow these things. By Avelus we do allow these things. Okay? So you see from here, that we're more, I'm sorry, just the opposite. By Avelis, we don't allow it. By nido, So you see that we're more, uh, we're more, Strict when it comes to the laws of avelus, than we are when it comes to the laws of nida. Says more like kasha de de What a beautiful psychology! It says the Gemara. It depends who is in mourning. When are we concerned about yichud? That is by avelus Day. De that um, that is by avelus dida. De okay, by avelus dida, de um, when she is the one who is in avelus, we're not concerned. Um, of of anything, uh, do, doing anything of this sort, leading to to intercourse, because she's not going to allow it. But by him, he's the one who's in Avelis and if he decides that even though he's in Avelis he's interested in uh, having relations with her, so she's not in a state where she, you know she's like okay, that's what my husband needs That's what my husband needs. And, you know, just the opposite maybe. He's in mourning. No, I got to take. So by Avelis the day, we got to be more strict about uh, the circumstances surrounding, so it doesn't lead to any potential transgression. But it says the father of the chassin, or the mother of the kala. So it seems that even if the kala is in Avelos, it's usher to have yichud. It says either way. No, that's referring to the other halachos. But as far as yichud, actually if she's the one who's in Avelos, we're going to permit yichud. Because we're, she's just going to say to him, back off. I'm in Avelos, you back off. We're not doing this right now. What's the difference in his morning and her mornings? The Kumar's not going to explain what we just said. If his father-in-law or mother-in-law passes away in the She's in avelus. They turn over their bed, which was a sign of mourning. And he should enter avelus with her. Okay? Any practices that she did of avelus, the husband, the spouse also, is meant to join in. Okay, so now what does it mean that he's not with her Avelis? doesn't mean he has to do anything more than her, but you see there's no difference between him and her. That's what Gumara's question here. You no, know, we, we're saying there's a difference who's in Avelis. Says Gemara, we see there's no difference. We know if she's in, he joins. If he's in, she joins. Seems the same, the same thing. Says answers the Gemara, no. You know what? You're right. Here's how it works. It doesn't apply to both. When he's in mourning, that's when we say no yichud. When she's in mourning, we will permit. Says the Gemara, no, you can't just do that. It says they have the same law. The chain means similarly. They have the same law. And the Gemara, that's referring to the makeup. Okay? That's referring to the makeup that uh, the wife does not uh, adorn herself when she is in a state of mourning. But as far as Avelos, as far as Yichod, they will have different halachas. In other words, the Gemara is answering, the word V'chein is not applying to every single law here. It's applying to some of the halachas. but he's in mourning with her. My lav, imoy, what does he mean with her? With her seems to imply together, Bemita in bed. L'ay, babayas. It doesn't refer to, uh, to intimacy. It just means being together in the house, like Rav said, his son, when you're around your wife, now his wife was sitting Shema, she says, when you're around your wife, so you are supposed to be with her, you should enter mourning with her, but if she's not in front of you, you're not obligated to enter mourning, so let's say you're in a house, where the wife's father passed away, so the wife is sitting Shiva. The husband comes into the house. He's supposed to be no egg, the same Avelos that she is. Then he has to run out to the store to buy dinner, to bring back to the Shiva house. When he's out of the house, when he's not around her, there's no Avelos whatsoever. He's not in her presence. Ravashi says, Can you compare? Now this is, this is beautiful, you know how the Gemara breaks down each set of circumstances. Has the Gemara like this? Don't tell me every situation of mourning and the issue of possible of it leading to, to possible relations is similar. It's not all created equal. Rather, there's a difference between a couple that just got married yesterday to a couple that's been married for a while. Ave lusah da alma Khamir by Avelos to Alma, by regular situation of mourning, people take it seriously, and they're not going to mess around with the laws of mourning. When there's nothing else going on, and a person enters a state of Avelos, you know what the approach is? Tell me the right thing to do. Avelos to Hacha, but over here, where they're getting married, like today, and now we're, they just did the burial, and now it's yesterday. Since the Rabbanon already were lenient, how are they lenient? Because they told us, push off the burial. There was already leniency kicking in for this couple. There's a concern that the couple's not going to take the laws of mourning as seriously. And once there's this concern, there's times where you have to be more strict than you would have been In other situations, says the Gemara, my kula. Where do we find the leniency when it comes to a newly married couple? Because we allowed them, even though you know, right, one of them uh, lost uh, a parent, we allowed them to uh, to have relations, which generally you're not allowed to do as an onen. Maybe we'll say, you know what? Uh, Until you actually start shiva, until you have an actual burial it's not uh it's not as serious <speaking in Hebrew> who says that it's forbidden until the mace leaves the home Either <speaking in Hebrew> it's once the burial has been completed says the says the gemara therefore i'm not really sure what the leniency is because it seems that that um you know either way as far as the put away Aninos for a minute but as far as the Hokas Avelis is concerned, we're not necessarily relying on the leniency. So the Gemara says, El, the, you know what the leniency is? El, the, toni, no, yig, shiva, sime, the leniency is, is that we're going to push off the Avelis for seven days. Right? We're telling them to get married. And then we say, what happens after the marriage? Shevabrochas. And then what's after the Shevabrochas? Avilus. The Achakach, Nayig Avelis. And since we're pushing off the um, Avelis, think about it. They're not allowed to be together for 14 days. But it's not a, it's not yet. There's no shiva. We're in the middle of shiva We're being Nayaga shiva And what's happening? We're just not allowed to be together. That's a leniency that we're concerned about. A couple might come to say, you know what? If anyway, we're not really didn't really start a You know, we're not we're not sitting down on a low chair. So mameila, um, you know, it should be lenient for us to be together. Hence, we need to go a little further to distance them from each other. Amarmar, the Tana taught us, la la Let's clarify. Right? We said, either way, you're not allowed to, you know, even if you have a Ones, where we're getting married on a Friday, whenever day it is, Thursday, the Biri the first Gemar Biyah, is not allowed to take place on Friday or Shabbos, or Matzi Shabbos. Now, why not? What do we explain? Friday night? Because. Khabur. bishlima bar makes sense, Friday night. Why are you not allowed to consummate the marriage mishum chabura? El motzeh Shabbos, amayla, what's wrong with consummating the marriage on a Saturday night? On motzeh Shabbos, am Reb Zera. says, top of tomorrow's daf, mishum chesh bainais. Because of chesh bainais, what is chesh bainais? What is chesh bainais? So Rashi says we're going to enter into the issue here of the daber davar. The Daber Dabar is that on Shabbos, you're not allowed to speak about things that are Dvarim Shalchol, things that have to do with weekday. For example, financial matters. And one of the biggest things on a person's mind as they're about to enter a marriage is the wedding expenses. And therefore, if the the party is going to be a Saturday night party uh, uh, for the wedding, what are you going to be doing the whole Shabbos? Thinking about, you know, uh, are the guests really coming? You know, I ordered uh, 200 plates and it's cost me $50 a plate. I really hope those people who said they're coming and they don't show up and they're wasting all my money, right? People are thinking like that and therefore we're concerned that he's going to speak about weekday matters on the Shabbos and be busy with this on Shabbos. Hence, it's not an issue of the actual intercourse taking place on Shabbos. The issue that according to what the Gemara is saying right now is, is what's, is what's going to lead to the actual feast of Shabbos that we don't want it uh, th- that you know that that we don't want to disturb the Shabbos. We'll hold it here for today. Besom tomorrow, we're going to shift over to a beautiful sugya on Tolkas Shabbos, which is what's wrong if he does get nervous about it. It's all a mitzvah anyway. You're allowed to pledge to a mitzvah. You're allowed all right. to think about money that has to do with a mitzvah. And if marriage is a mitzvah, Hashem. what's the big deal? Marriage at Hashem. Oh, so we'll see. Very good. So the, that's going to be the the sugya for tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow evening. Uh, let's see, same time, so 7, 10 p.m., hopefully from Yerushalayim, have a wonderful, wonderful week.